you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been talking to hospitality professionals all across the industry in different aspects and avenues and hearing how they have been, well, for lack of a better word, pivoting during this time, but all the lessons that they've learned along the way. And I'm particularly excited about today's guest because we haven't had somebody like this yet on the show. Um, and today we'll be diving into more of the, the technology and digital strategy, especially when it comes to boutique hotels and all the lessons that you can kind of learn from that. So excited to say a big welcome to Will Sagos, who is the technology and digital strategy director with View Hotels, as well as a hospitality consultant. Will, thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Thanks so much for that introduction there, Sarah. That was uh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Of course, should I add hey, like, a, like a wave of applause for you? <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. <laughs> we might be getting a little bit like daytime television here. Okay, okay. Baby steps, baby steps. I know, I know. I came at, the, I, obviously my coffee has just kicked in. But um, but no, by the way, I am so glad to, to have you on because you do have a really um, different background. And even in, in some of the press that I see that you've been getting, it seems that you guys have really taken a different approach to things. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. So just to kind of catch everybody that's listening, like up to speed, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your role at View Hotels and, and a bit about even the View Hotels um, portfolio? Yeah. So, you know, my background is definitely not very traditional, um, uh, especially for someone in the hospitality and the hotel industry. Um, you know, I've been in hospitality my entire life. I grew up, uh, you know, caddying. I was part of the uh, this program where I got to live on Nantucket on a golf course in Caddy, uh, Sanctity Head. It's like a boys camp. And then, um, you know, kind of growing up always was like into the kind of working around golf courses, different clubs, kind of always would like go back to Nantucket, would be, you know, and hang out, having an opportunity to like run a snack bar at the Nantucket Yacht Club. Um, graduated college, backpacked around the world, took a job at Yelp, um, you know, doing a lot of those kind of, I'm sure if anyone here has ever experienced being on the other end, I was that guy that would call you, try to sell you the ads. Um, you know, after that, you know, took a pivot, um, you know, did a lot of uh, Airbnb um, and, you know, different types of short-term rentals, just operating short-term rentals. And, um, you know, um, Margaret Huerta, she was um, a fashion executive, uh, you know, I've worked with in the past on different projects, uh, fashion related e-commerce stuff. She kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, like, would you like to, uh, you know, be part of our rebrand team um, for View Hotels? And I said, sure. Uh, never worked in a hotel before. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. So really totally like thrown into it. Yeah. Thrown into it. Uh, absolutely. I'm like, okay, where's the hotel? Australia. <laughs> oh, well, I'm in Park City, Utah. How's that going to work? Wow. Be on, be on your phone at night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, thing too, because without like, you can really come at it with fresh perspective. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that's actually been a huge advantage, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, for how I've been able to approach things with the mm -hmm. team and how you know we've actually seen a lot of success is applying things that other hotels don't know about or or do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and 
also it's a fresh perspective, not only for the industry, but also uh, the industry on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, me kind of having a background in tech, I've been in, you know, Airbnbs, I've been, definitely been exposed to a lot of things that probably the hotels in general have kind of said, no, I don't want to look yeah. at that. I don't like, you know, like you think about all the money that hotels spend lobbying against Airbnb and short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of them don't take the time to see like, oh, wow, there's actually some really good things that are developing in that space. 100%, 100%. Um, so, you know, again, like, so again, I was brought in, you know, as internal consultant um, to pretty much take over a lot of the digital marketing initiatives as part of the rebrand. Um, and also, again, you know, a lot of the technology implementations and selection process, um, just taking the lead on, you know, seeing how can we get as many things as possible connected, um, you know, make things as efficient as possible, make sure we're getting our name out there. You know, we just got to, you know, we're going through this rebrand process. We have a new website. Let's get more of these direct bookings. Yeah. Um, so wait, and, before you get into the direct bookings, because that's like totally the holy grail of of like hotels, and that's obviously what everybody wants. But um, to bring people up to speed as far as view hotels, because certainly they were going through uh, rebranding. Like for those of us that might not know, can you tell us a little bit about view hotels and like maybe the the brand, the concept? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the brand they are uh, they are three hotels mm -hmm. um, in Sydney, mm -hmm. Brisbane, and Melbourne. Cool. Um, they all have the most incredible views, hence the name brand, or hence the brand name View Hotels. Uh -huh. uh, what I described the one in Sydney is as if you're in Brooklyn, okay, looking onto Manhattan. So it's in North Sydney, but the view looks onto the Sydney CBD with the bridge in the background. Can't see the Opera House because Opera House is stuck behind the bridge, but yeah. think of it as like being like in, you know, like the Williamsburg Hotel looking onto Manhattan or something like wow. that. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, so that's how I would describe that, you know, Melbourne is right, overlooks uh, Albert Park, which is where um, the, the Grand Prix runs through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have this great, beautiful view of the park. The Brisbane Hotel overlooks the Brisbane River. Um, so they're all just like in these really great locations with really great views. And they are, um, they're just, they're just, you know, every one of them has their own unique little flair to it. Um, you know, and, and the and the people are obviously just incredible, you know, yeah. they're running these, uh, you know, from the owners to the general management to the people at the front desk. Uh Everyone is definitely, you know, the type of people that you would want to have, you know, greeting you as you walk into a hotel. That's amazing. That's awesome. So cool. So you're brought into this, this, um, you know, kind of, you know, sw smaller company. And so, but you were brought in before everything with the pandemic. So what were the kind of like initial goals and, and um, the direction, I guess, that you were kind of like working on with everybody? Oh, when I first came in? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know uh, probably one eighty to like where we are now, but it would be it's it would be cool to hear kind of like what the initial sort of like direction was, and then eek, cut to like March of twenty twenty, and it's like a complete shift, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it was definitely very different. Uh, just trying to think back a year ago, it's the world was so different <laughs> back then. I was like, wow, like that was kind of an easy time. I mean, originally it was just like, hey, can you come in and like help us figure out what we're doing with some of our, you know, digital marketing and some yeah. of the stuff on the website. Like we just changed this website over. 
um, you know, just can you help figure a couple thing, little things out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then right after I started, then the, uh, we had a little, <laughs> we, um, had uh, a couple people quit. Okay. Um, basically the person that handled the marketing completely and also the, the revenue manager, group mm-hmm. revenue manager. So basically just kind of filling in their gap at first. Wow. So lots of uh, definitely. Yeah. So I kind of was like, started off, I was like, okay, you're, well, can you uh, figure out some of the stuff, like what's going on with our digital ad spend? And yeah. then it was like, okay, well, can, you know, you, um, help us implement, you know, figure out how we're going to implement, uh, a new POS, a new PMS, a new, um, you know, Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi was terrible before. Um, wow. And then it just kind of started expanding, you know, and I was like, okay, like just, yeah, throw me in here. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely changed a lot. So, you know, in that time span, you know, we uh, implement, we switched over from CM, uh, CMS to HMS, which is Infor's PMS product. Okay. Um, we switched from the CMS version of our POI, and that's all these crazy techie acronyms, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Empower, which is um, they, they built uh, a system off of this thing called Swift Pos, um, you know, and then also our, our Wi-Fi, we just got it up to speed. We had for anyone that's super techie out there, this hotel, two hundred twelve rooms, and we were using uh, we had a hundred meg connection, oh my which God. I have faster internet in my you know house here in Park City than the hotel yeah. with two hundred guests. 200 rooms, wow. sorry. Wow, that's uh, awesome. So yeah, upgrading that to having a you know a modern gig connection. Now we have the fastest internet in Sydney. Awesome. Um, you know, with you know, modern routers and uh, actually turned out to be an amazing thing because it was such a huge need. And now it's such a huge value, value add post pandemic. Yeah. Um, that it's been really, really well. It's actually worked really well for us. So you know, kind of a lot of stuff that I was kind of banging on the drums for before the pandemic. Um, it actually turned out to be really great for us now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're continuing to, you know, transform and evolve and, and kind of um, continue to just make things, you know, a lot more efficient uh, from a technology perspective, um, you know, making sure that we're doing the right things to be getting people to book with us directly. Yeah. So yeah, can you talk about that a bit more? Like what you guys are kind of like, how you're doing that? I mean, obviously it's it's so probably, you know, different, but would love to hear more about that. Yeah, so everything we're doing when it comes to, you know, getting guests to book direct more, obviously would not be possible without the work and dedication of the teams in Australia. Um, you know, we have incredible revenue managers that are really kind of pushing on this as well. Management teams that are helping get some of these processes together to assist with the marketing initiatives. One of the biggest things uh, that we did was implement a software called Revenate. Um, okay. We were already using it for tracking feedback. We switched over to their marketing, their email marketing product from MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of it was because it's already we already had the connection to our PMS. It, it can track every type of channel that people are booking through. And it just works really, really well. Yeah. You know, able to target, segment, identify who all of our guests are. And that was definitely 
instrumental in our ability to really start accelerating our direct booking shares, you know, and implementing new processes such as how we're capturing guest data so that we can target people better, um, getting basically in touch with guests using this type of software to be more of a concierge as well. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit more of a, of your realm, which we could dive into a little more. That I get for sure. Yeah. That, that you get, but again, like, you know, remarketing to guests, you know, and not so much hating the OTAs because I know a lot of hotels, you know, are very, uh, you know, they want to, but embracing OTAs as the first point of contact. Yeah. You know, okay. embracing our OTAs as getting the guests in the door for the first time. And after that, you know, making it our goal that repeat guests should mm-hmm. absolutely be booking direct with us. Yeah, for you know? sure. And that's where we want to be focused. For sure. So then like, um, have and, there been you know, different strategies that you guys have done to, because obviously like the, the tricky part with the OTA, I mean, it's great because it, it get, helps get people in the door, but then it's like you sometimes uh, lack the direct form of contact with those guests. So then once they're there, are you have, have you guys like implemented different ways of making sure to get all of their personal information so then you can continue direct contact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big part of implementing Infor. Um, you know, when a guest comes back in, they have a little, you know, we have an iPad. They fill out their information on the iPad. Cool. We have all their information. And, you know, with Revenate, we're tracking and seeing, okay, like this is how good we are at capturing their information so we can have that available to us. Um, obviously, with all the, you know, proper GDPR protocols in yeah. place. Uh, be able to capture that information, and be able to remarket to those guests. Um, and again, you know, it really comes down to data capture. Yeah. You want to get direct bookings, you need to have procedures to capture the data of the guests. That Without that, you're going to be kind of shooting in the dark. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, definitely. Definitely. So uh, you've you've done like a lot of these changes what did that kind of just happen like was it because of things sort of shifting with the pandemic that 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 kind of like inspired you to kind of like just change all of the different like i guess you'd say the software or the things that you're using at the properties or were you already kind of of that frame of mind beforehand i was in that frame of mind beforehand you know <laughs> when i worked at for example when i was at yelp mm-hmm. um Everything was at the touch of my finger. If I wanted to request time off, I click a button in Okta, I go to work day, you know, I can put the stuff there. I mean, you know, when you, when you work in a big tech company, you see how well things are put together. Yeah. Right. From a tech perspective, they're all very efficient. You know, your dashboards are right in front of you. Like everything is like within a touch of a finger. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I kind of first kind of came in and I was kind of like, Okay, so can you know where can I figure out where our guests are coming from, like a geolocation analysis? And I was like, okay, well you have to from each hotel. And I was like, okay, well you have to call up each hotel, and they'll download a report for you and do the analysis together. I'm like, it was like a two day turnaround. I'm like, why? Well, yeah, yeah, why why? exactly? Especially when you're so used to working in a completely different way. Yeah, where's your dashboard? Um. So easily said, where's your dashboard? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was just like things like that would just frustrate me. I'm like, wow, is this, is is it the whole, like, 
because Airbnb, you know, Airbnbs, you know, that tech came out starting in 2009. Mm-hmm. Everything is there. You know, everything is like you can get information pretty easily if you're operating a couple Airbnbs, you know, totally. uh, a lot easier than a hotel. I can definitely say that. For sure. And by the way, I love that you mentioned this at the beginning and because uh, many, many years back, and this is kind of like a, a side note, but I, from the start, I was actually, was one of the hoteliers that was like, no, 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 Airbnb, you can learn from them as opposed to being so like scared or, you know, kind of like pushing them away. Like, oh gosh, they're just going to take the business. It's like, wait a second. Why don't you look and see what, what they're doing? Because they're far more nimble uh, because traditionally speaking in hotels, it's like, there are these like big, like you know, archaic, especially in like larger corporations are these big archaic, um, you know, machines that take sometimes so long to implement change. And it's like, see what Airbnb is doing and see how it can apply to you, you know, your company. So I love that you kind of, you mentioned that and that you were exactly. totally. And it's exactly like, for example, there was a conversation that, that came up about compendiums on a TV, mm-hmm. TV compendiums. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like going to cost this, this, and this to change this stuff. I was like, like, no, just, I basically just said, here's this thing called hostfully. Yeah. Download a guidebook. Guests love this stuff. I literally would give this to guests all the time. Just put a QR code in your, you know, rental and boom. It's working on your charm. Guests love it. They get a pre-arrival email right when they arrive, mm-hmm. telling them offers, telling them things in the area, click on that. You know, the teams can just, Constantly add recommendations for the area, you know, new menu items for the restaurant, new offers, whatever. It can all just be in, it'll just, you know, it's right there. It's a guide. It works yeah. beautifully and it's very affordable. Yeah, a very affordable digital. And by the way, uh, I mean, that's so, that's totally the direction where we're seeing all of these companies go now. You know, it's like, we're, because everybody's like, oh, we can't give you like a paper menu or we can't give you, you know, this paper stuff. And it's all with the QR code. So, Obviously, what was working so well in the past, it's now what so many of these businesses are reliant on. Exactly. And it's, you know, again, it kind of comes back to, you know, either you either embrace change or you fight it. Uh, I am in the camp of embrace change and learn how to adapt and figure out what our value adds are, you know, for a hotel. But um, a, a hotel... The concierge aspect of a hotel is the biggest value add over an, uh, a short-term rental. Oh yeah, can and you say that again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, if it was a joke. So it's it's the ability you know, you, when you go to a vacation rental, you're not you're not booking packages, you're not booking a local. You know, yeah, Airbnb does their marketing campaigns, their experiences, yeah. um, but and they're doing a really good job of that, and they are definitely moving in a very strategic direction to be more competitive with hotels in that sense. Agreed. But It'll never be the same because when you have a hotel and you check into a hotel and, you know, that feeling you get when you walk in and have that experience as you walk in through the door, you know, the guests can get to the room, front desk calls, make sure they've settled it in and okay. If they have anything wrong, they can call the front desk as well. Um, You know, they can have something delivered to their room. They can ask a recommendation of something that they don't find on Yelp. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, something that's like very unique, very local. That's what we're kind of really pushing for, especially with some of our campaigns is how can we live like a local? What's in our backyard where we're about to launch this really amazing offer, actually. You know, I'm sure you've heard of Qantas. Yes. 
Yeah. So Qantas, they're doing their flight to nowhere. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, and it's just like, why? Why are people getting a flight to nowhere? So one of these amazing things that we've done, hopefully by the time this is published, it'll be actually up and ready to go, um, is a flight to somewhere. So we partnered with um, Sydney by Seaplane, okay. uh, a seaplane company where we're offering uh, just the ultimate Sydney experience for our guests. You know, they're going to be able to stay in our King Suite Harborview rooms, beautiful, amazing room on the top floor overlooking the Sydney Harbor, be able to be driven to and from where the seaplane flies out of, uh, you know, take the seaplane and have a nice lunch right on the water, right? So it goes off. They have different options. They can either go to Palm Beach or they can go to College Point, take off, you know, land, have an amazing lunch, come back, fly around the harbor. I mean, it's such a cool, ultimate Sydney experience. Amazing. And literally for essentially the same price as what Qantas is doing. So, you know, imagine that just having a stay, having a, you know, a seaplane, you know, being able to fly around. Yeah. All different things. It's like a no brainer, you know? Yeah, no, it's totally a no brainer. And it's also, I like the, the fun play on it. It's like a flight to somewhere after obviously the whole, the whole big, you know, um, push of the flights to nowhere. So, but it, but it is such a great idea and that's, that's such a, um, a great way to get people involved because again, part of staying at a hotel, I mean, yes, it's the hotel experience, but it's also how you interact with the, with the city or the destination. And that is very much tied into the actual stay altogether. Exactly. You know, and again, it just, all these little things are value add and why someone should be staying in a hotel over a short-term rental. Um, you know, and see a lot of these, you know, hotel groups, you know, spending all this money lobbying against it when their lobbying efforts don't do anything because people you can't control, you yeah. know, something that's centralized like a short-term rental market. Yeah. Um, you know, why not just embrace the change and figure out what those are? Yeah. You know, oh, for reward, sure. Rewards programs too, uh, is another thing that we've been really focusing on and how we can do that and you know, look at it from a corporate perspective, you know. From, you know, an events perspective, from a leisure perspective, um, get people incentivized to constantly have loyalty to us and, you know, really nurturing those top guests that we have, because those are the ones that keeps coming back and they stay and they spend the money. Those are our yeah. lifetime values. And those are the ones that we really want to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I mean, we want to take care of all of our guests, but you know what I'm saying is like, those are the ones that um, we want every guest to become, right? Yeah. Lifetime, loyal guests of our brand. Yeah. The returning guests. So, so a question for you. So you, I mean, obviously you've, you've helped implement quite a, you know, quite a lot of changes. Um, what results have you seen? Like, have you seen, um, a significant more direct bookings? Like what, what are the, Oh yeah. You're seeing so far. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, talking about the Holy grail there. I mean, before I started, I believe direct bookings were like 5% or 5%. Okay. You know, we're getting that up to, we, you know, we've gotten that up. I mean, it fluctuates, but it's generally right now I've been staying, you know, 15 to 25% kind of in that range mm-hmm. each month. Um, you know, so huge, huge increase there. Um, you know, and when you look at our year on year data, our direct booking revenue is actually up even with the pandemic. Wow. Um, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So big changes, you know, we're small. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's had a really big impact on everything that we're doing, um, you know, but again, that's not just that, you know, 
I, I can't just take all the credit for that when it comes to some of the tech and the marketing initiatives. Sure. You know, a lot of that really just comes down to having have the whole team. Yeah. And really just the whole, you know, the rebrand process is gone, you know. Um, and, you know, really just major credit to, uh, you know, when it comes to the rebrand, you know, the owners, you know, um, our, our global brand director, Margaret, group general manager, you know, and, you know, again, a lot of these little things that the on the ground teams are doing, mm -hmm. as about, right, capturing the data, uh, you know, little surprises for our repeat guests, little yeah. things like that, that are, you know, being implemented and, you know, being uh, used every single day. Yeah. These little changes are really what's making the big impact for these big results. Which, uh, yeah. Which, and that's, a, that's a really great point that you, that you mentioned because it is, it, it does involve so many different points of contact and different, um, just different touches that you're able to help just kind of like solidify, uh, you know, the direct contact or the direct relationship with the guests. So it's, it, all of these little things working together are really kind of like making that bigger, bigger change. Yeah. And it's the full guest journey. And, you know, every touch point that we have with guests is an opportunity to reinforce why they should be loyal to our brand from that pre-arrival email that they get from that, um, you know, post-arrival, you know, from that survey that we send them after their stay until we can get feedback and we can learn what we can improve on. Mm -hmm. what the guests are, you know, analyzing, what do guests actually value? What is yeah. it that's important to them? Is it the location? Is it our dining options? Dining has been huge for us. Um, you know, we've actually also grown, been able to grow, uh, you know, significantly our capture rates on F and B by, you know, introducing new dining packages, things of that nature. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just constantly looking for some of these small wins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you, you and know. you build up the small wins and you build them on on each other and end up getting a pretty big win <laughs> yeah and it's you know a lot of it too comes down to you know thinking on the margin you know where can we marginally increase some of our revenue you know yeah you know we send it you know what kind of things can we upsell you know what are the experiences that we can upsell like the seaplane mm -hmm. uh, we have a ton of these things that you know we've been pushing and getting into the works here uh, you know, different dining options, you know, someone books, like, can we, you know, pre-selling them different breakfast, food options, whatever, you know, uh, lots of different ways that we're actually able to incorporate a lot of these things into our digital strategies that are driving this, you know, incremental revenue here. Yeah. Um, which is again, kind of helping, uh, view hotels brand being be positioned as kind of thought leaders and, you know, how to navigate through a pandemic and how to emerge out of it as, you know, uh, a brand that, you know, a lot of independent hotels, you know, are wanting to join. Yeah. Which is, which is, I mean, incredible to be. So that being said, kind of like looking forward, like what challenges or, or areas of focus do you see, um, like you guys will be kind of like looking at moving forward? Um, yeah. Well, what, what's the, that sort of, look like for you? Um, well, I know sigh because there's so many factors go into that. Well, so, so here, here's one of the, so again, like it's, I, I always like to look at the positive side of things. Sure. Um, we hit the pandemic, right. And mm -hmm. then we had a bunch of people with nothing to do because there were no guests. Yeah. Uh, 
so you know that the challenge was okay we have nothing coming in but the opportunity the opportunity was okay we have all these people with nothing to do let's do something you know let's kind of start building some proprietary tech tools that allow us to analyze um you know our revenue in real time and things like that things of that nature that really going into too much detail but um moving forward now that our hotels are you know getting up to 80 90 percent occupancy on the weekends we're getting wow. you know that's amazing. Yeah, we're 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 corporate hotels and we're getting this le- you know incredible leisure business now. That's and actually cool. coming out ahead of our comp sets. Uh and now the now the challenge is okay, great. Now where are my resources? Uh you know, the resources are kind of disappearing because now they're actually having to go back to operating hotels. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, rates are obviously lower, so it's not like there's this unlimited cash fund to, you know be uh be working with so it's kind of like now we're in a different area right we're now financial resources are still limited mm-hmm. and people resources are now limited yeah. so now we're at a different kind of choke point as in like great how do we go forward with this um and again it's like continuing to bang on the drums and say okay this is you know the change that we need to embrace this is why we need to do it getting people, you know, aligned, uh, and continuing to implement new, new systems, new processes that make everyone's jobs a lot easier, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to how we analyze our segments. That's a big part of it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, so that being said, my gosh, you've shared like so much great knowledge and insight. Um, but any like shareable advice that you might have for other, smaller hotel companies, just because obviously you guys have really learned and grown and done so much in this time. But I mean, like any little nuggets to kind of get people thinking in a different way? I would say, don't be scared to take a chance with someone that has no experience in your industry. Case you know, the owner, <laughs> the owner, you know, the owners of you did that, you know, they did that uh, with our brand director, you know, uh, fashion background. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it with me, you know, tech background. Um, yeah. It works. I could, I could, I could, I'd living proof, you know, uh, yeah. you want, you know, bring people in that have a whole totally different perspective. As long as they're the type of person that, you know, it's a people business, right? Mm-hmm. And the way I would look at a hotel operation, every single person that you have working in your hotel should be the type of person that you'd feel comfortable with putting them at the front desk working as a concierge. They should want to help a guest. Yeah. And some people might be more, you know, naturally privy to it than others. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they should have, you know, I, I would say the one kind of, you know, they should have whatever role it is. They should have the hard skills. They should be able to problem solve, but they, uh, they really should have that kind of canny ability to really want to help, you know, yeah. the guests, you know, cause again, hospital, it's a hospitality business. You want to create a culture of helping and, you know, being hospitable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so much of it also comes from within too, and it's helping each other. So even if a position isn't necessarily guest facing that um, culture, does start from within and helping each other to ultimately create something that they can ultimately help the guest. 
Exactly. Um, helping the guest. I mean, you know, they always say customers always right, but in hospitality, I mean, the guest is always right. And sometimes, as you know, you know, some guests can be a little more difficult than others. Challenging. We like to say challenging. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some challenging ones. Trust me. And I, and I've experienced it all, you know, especially, you know, working in, uh, you know, being working in, you know, restaurants and private clubs, you know, oh, you can sure. definitely, you know, and, you know, especially when you're working with the higher end, some of the, you know, higher end clientele, they're, they're, you do get very particular moments that, you know, you can't really train around. You just kind of, the only thing you can <laughs> train the other Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just appreciate everything and just kind of just know how to stand there and be a punching bag a little bit. Yeah. But a lot of lessons can be learned along the way as well, too. And it's, um, you got, you have those many successes, those many wins, even kind of, as you were mentioning before on those individuals, um, maybe interactions. And it's amazing how much you can grow and learn from that moving forward. So uh, it's, again, taking what you said, kind of finding the positive in everything, even if at the time you're like, what's happening? But you take and you, you take the positive from it. Exactly. Yeah. Taking the positive and just, you know, really, you know, making sure that, you know, reinforcing these touch points with the guests of like why they need to be, why they really should be loyal to your brand. Um, and again, you know, being the type of people, you know, from everyone in the hotel that can give a guest advice on how to be having a local experience, you know, from that hole in the wall place, you know, down the road that doesn't show up on Yelp, right? That just, yeah. they just, they don't have a listing. Exactly. Um, you know, to, yeah, just, just, just being able to service your guests, you know, I think really the biggest thing for hotels is how can you be better at helping your guests understand your area, your hotel, all, everything that you have to offer. Um, and, you know, you can use technology, right, to put it in the palm of their hands, but you also need the people, you know, it's people business. And if you don't have the people, you know, well, um, I mean, you have Yotel. making drinks for sure well yeah and you always need that i mean it's and that's been a huge that could be a conversation for another time but that's been that kind of like the dilemma that many hotels have been in um over the past couple of years it's like they know that they need to implement more technology but how to bridge that gap seamlessly with the human element because again it can't just be all technology and we also live in like 2020 like there has to be a technology play like we live on our phones they are attached to us at all times so um i know that hotels have definitely been looking at that and i think this year has been pretty pretty instrumental into um making hotels that may have been a little bit standoffish about it before embrace it a whole lot more technology that is (laughs) yeah exactly exactly i mean i've yeah i mean i've built some I built some, yeah, we built some tools that you can just ask Siri for information and she gives it to you. It's pretty cool, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, very yeah, cool. I mean, it's, it's uh, very, yeah, we, we, we've definitely been doing some really cool things. And I think we've done a really great job of uh, bridging the gap between people and technology um, across the board and just, you know, leveraging all this to improve our guest experience. Um, and that's what it comes down to, the guest experience, really. And the guest experience. Now. Yeah. Guest experience. And, you know, again, my background, you know, I was working at Yelp. 
man, did I learn how to be a punching bag for bad reviews. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, I mean, it's definitely been an interesting, interesting transition. Uh, well, this has been great, by the way. Thank you so much for sharing your insight and a bit of your story as well, too. And I think it, it just is like a huge lesson. I mean, not only in the actual changes that you've implemented, but a huge lesson how bringing in people from with different backgrounds can really, really prove to be a, a plus because you do get this fresh perspective. Um, so it's been interesting to hear like your journey with it and then to actually see the, you know, the results from that as well too. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. No, I think this is uh, my first podcast. Your first podcast. Well, you were amazing, um, which is which is great. No, it's but it's been good to have a, a conversation with you. So, for all of those that might be listening um, and maybe want to find out more how to connect with you, uh, whatever the case is, where can they find you? I would just say find me on LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Will Sagos. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's usually the easiest way. I'm I'm on my phone. You know, <laughs> my phone friend sometimes probably too good of a friend when i get those notifications on sundays oh uh Where, what are you talking about my phone's like attached to my hand so that's just how that yeah, goes I, I just i think i just block the whole like screen time notification now no, no, yeah, yeah. we definitely don't need that yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's generally the best way or just you know if you're in park city utah find me on the ski slope there you go nice especially now that winter is about right around the corner really um so very cool. Well, it's the year of the American road trip. Yes. Yes. This is true. I might need to find my way out there sometime soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, this has been so great. Uh, so thank you again. And to everybody that's listening, thank you all as well for um, for joining us on this. And I'm sure that you learned quite a bit. Um, Will's definitely a wealth of knowledge and I love his fresh perspective because if anything, that's definitely what the hotel need, the hotel industry needs right now is that fresh perspective because times are not what they used to be and they will continue to be very different moving forward. So um, Will, thank you again and thanks to everybody listening and I will hear, I will talk with you all soon. <laughs>